Chapter 3 The Character of Contentment Contentment is a sweet temper of spirit, whereby a Christian carries himself in an equal poise in every condition. The nature of this will be made clearer in these three statements. Contentment is a divine thing. It becomes ours not by acquisition, but by infusion. It is a cutting taken from the tree of life and planted by the Spirit of God in the soul. It is a fruit that does not grow in the garden of philosophy, but is of a heavenly birth. Therefore, it is quite noticeable that contentment is joined with and equips godliness. Godliness with contentment is great gain. 1 Timothy 6 6. Contentment that is a consequence of godliness, or an accompaniment of it, or both. I call it divine to distinguish it from that of contentment that a moral man may arrive at. Non-believers may seem to have had this contentment, but it was only the shadow and picture of it, the quartz, not the true diamond. Theirs was civil, this is sacred. Theirs was only from principles of reason, this is of religion. Theirs was only lighted at nature's torch, this at the lamp of Scripture. Reason may teach a basic form of contentment this way. Whatever my condition may be, this is what I am born to, and if I meet with crosses and struggles, it's just universal misery. All share in it, so why should I be troubled? Reason may suggest this, and indeed it may be a constraint. But to live securely and cheerfully on God when our worldly goods have been reduced, only religion can bring this into the soul's treasury. Contentment is an intrinsic thing. It lies within a person, not in the bark, but in the root. Contentment has both its fountain and stream in the soul. The beam does not get its light from the air. The beams of comfort that a contented person has do not arise from outside comforts, but from within. As sorrow is seated in the spirit, the heart knoweth his own bitterness, Proverbs 14, 10, so contentment lies within the soul, and does not depend on externals. From this I understand that outward troubles cannot hinder this blessed contentment. It is a spiritual thing, and arises from spiritual grounds, the apprehension of God's love. When there is a storm outside, there may be music within. A bee may sting through the skin, but it cannot sting to the heart. Outward afflictions cannot sting to a Christian's heart where contentment lies. Thieves may plunder us of our money and goods, but not of this pearl of contentment unless we are willing to part with it, for it is locked up in the cabinet of the heart. The soul that possesses this rich treasure of contentment is like Noah in the ark, who can sing in the midst of a flood. And contentment is a habitual thing. It shines with a fixed light in the firmament of the soul. Contentment does not appear only now and then, as some stars that are only seldom seen. It is a settled temper of the heart. One action does not name you. Someone who gives alms once in his life is not called a liberal person. A covetous person can do that. But the person who is known as a liberal person, one given to hospitality, Romans 12.13, is one who on all occasions is willing to relieve the necessities of the poor. In the same way, he is said to be a contented man who is given to contentment. It's not casual, but constant. 
Aristotle, in his book Rhetoric, distinguishes between colors in the face that arise from passion and those that arise from complexion. The pale face may look red when it blushes, but this is only a passion. He is said correctly to be ruddy and sanguine who is constantly so. It is his complexion. A person is not a contented person who is so only occasionally and perhaps when he is pleased, but who is so constantly. It is the habit and complexion of his soul.